0: This uh, is
1: what you call it. Yeah. Welcome to the regular ass podcast. What's
2: up, what's up, what's up?
1: It's been a while. We've been out for two weeks. Sorry about that, y'all, but you know, we have stuff a little bit more important than the podcast. I'm just kidding I'm just kidding. There's nothing more
2: important. But uh, yeah, we, life, man, life, life, life. We
1: were out. Andrew was on vacation. I fuck with this album album is dope j cole's new album is amazing it's like it's like a drug awareness album or something but
2: so it, you said it got released on 420 released on 420
1: and uh it's fucking amazing dude i well, I, I'm, I mean I've, i'm a really big j cole fan though <laughs> So I'm not really uh, a good, um, I guess, gauge. Like if you don't, if you're like, say you're fresh coming into hip hop, I tell you J. Cole's the best rapper, you might disagree with me after you listen to some other rappers, but I feel like as far as new artists are concerned, he's the best, best rapper there is out right now. That's a, that's. That's live. We're not talking about Jay zi We're not talking oh, I'm talking about these new new dudes under forty.
2: Better than Six Nine?
1: Oh, okay. See that's different. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't talking about that's different. Come on, Dallas. Nobody's better than Six Nine. He's the greatest. Especially his new song that sounds nothing
2: like any of his other ones. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to comment on that dude. He's uh I had an argument. I was getting in an argument the other day with my little brother. Oh my god, let's hear this. Um he was trying to tell me that 6ix9ine is one of the is the hottest, the best rapper right now. And then he was like, Well, his he had his his first five songs charted.
1: Oh wow, you're you're basically saying everything that Takashi
2: 6ix9ine says. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> his first five songs he's trying to defend him. I'm like He's like, no one else has ever done that. I was like, hey, buddy. I was like, Logic did that. Yeah. He's like, well, that doesn't count. I'm like, oh, here we go. Logic is a way better rapper, too. I love Logic.
1: See? And I guess, didn't know he was black. You want I, I nobody knew that <laughs> shit. You wanna know what's uh crazy that he knows my plight though. Cause people don't never know I'm black either, especially now that I shave my beard. I look ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you what you are like a uh,
1: Yeah. Some Puerto Rican Mexican. You're hybrid? like a hybrid. Yeah, I can't yeah. even like,
2: like. You wouldn't guess black at all. <laughs> Probably not. So yeah, I had that argument with my brother. He was just like, "Oh, Takashi, this Takashi, that." I'm like, "Dude, I'm over you. Done. Get out of. Get off. Get off my phone." He is. A, I, w- I will say this about Takashi six nine though. He's
1: very entertaining.
2: Oh, that's the reason why we're talking he, about him.
1: He. The dude, and he knows what he's doing. I don't care what anybody says.
2: He trolls the trolls.
1: Yeah. That motherfucker knows what he's doing, and it's working. You
2: Did know? you catch his uh, Breakfast Club interview? Yes. <laughs> Everybody was talking about that. And I guess from what I heard, it was like the highest, like their highest. So
1: he said, and he said it was
2: going to be. <laughs> I trip out on shit like that. He's like, this is going to be your, your highest oh rated or no most viewed Breakfast Club interview.
1: That is crazy. And again, I think he's actually a really good art I don't I think he's a good artist. I would have liked him if he would never have talked in front of the camera, but he his his fame would be totally different. If he never got in front of a camera, I don't think he would. I didn't that. and I didn't know what Takashi 69 looked like or how he acted as a person. And I just listened to his music. He wouldn't he, he wouldn't be as big as he is. But he'd have a lot more respect
2: in the rap game but that ain't gonna get you no money I think that Co or that goes hand in hand with his his style his persona what he's rapping about and then what he's mm. saying in interviews is like it's is not
1: that- the same what's he what he's rapping about is being super gangster and he's trying so hard to be super gangster but he's not and everybody
2: sees it uh, I mean you know what like in another thing as much is, as we want to take all that away from him, He's more gangster than us. He is not. He's not, dude.
1: Mm. I give it to him. He's not more gangster than me. I've, I'm from the hood. I know. I know. So I, I give him credit
2: for this. When he says he's gonna go somewhere, he does it. Yeah, that I mean, takes balls. Well, say, that's hey, not true. That's not I'm necessarily a, I'm, true.
1: I'm out in LA. He get, He's gotten stopped from doing some shows. But he does try and I, I respect that. No,
2: and that's because uh but the that's venue also shut a, him down. They cancel it because yeah. they don't want to deal with yeah. That that aspect of like, now they gotta hire more security. Now if anything happens on you know, during that at their venue, then that's a liability. And yeah. with Takashi being there, some shit can happen. You just never know.
1: Yeah, but he also he also I feel like this dude knows what he's doing. Oh, of like, course, of so course like, he does. So like he has enough security to help. Like he's got enough protection to do
2: the things that he's doing because he has enough money to.
1: I mean that shit runs dry
2: though. Think about it. What I said? All that money that he's getting, that we think he's getting. You know, venues are shutting him down. They don't. Yeah, wanna, they it don't probably don't He's him probably there. taking some hits. He's but, probably. Uh, but you know, he's still making money. He is, but he's burning a lot of it too yeah. more than he should from security from his posse you know he, they're not playing for their own flights and yeah. all that. he's bringing I don't them understand, around. understand,
1: dude how these people make so much money and just like turn around and just spend it all like that.:
2: Easy. I, I mean, you know what and I'm sure like uh
1: well I've never be, I've never had that much money to know. yeah and let's the more be real money you have, you do spend more.
2: Let's be real. if we had that money, we'd probably do stupider shit. Oh, probably. I'd probably burn through so much money. I'd be doing some I mean, dumb shit with the money that I have now. If I got money, I think the first thing I would do is like try to put it away in a savings for, so I can't touch it for 20 plus years. Mm. Like lock it away somehow. Just like, hey, this money is stashed away for 20 years. You can't touch it. I try to like stash <clears throat> about 80% of it.
1: You're, you're stashing 20 years worth of money away somewhere?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we'll talk later. We'll talk off the off the podcast about, about this. Think about it, you know, when you when <laughs> we'll you talk off the podcast
2: about this where you're hiding this money. So <laughs> No, but like if like I think for somebody like me that I would probably want to spend some money, you know, if I had all that money. Yeah. I would force my I would try to force myself. Well, yeah, like for me like
1: I would invest it, I would invest a good chunk of it in something. Or try to invest in something. Uh, like oh, properties. That you know, uh, Chameleoner. Yeah, remember him? He's smart. You want to know who's even better than Chameleonaire that nobody knows about?
2: So hold on, let me say this about Chameleoner yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, Chameleoner, right. he did former rapper. He kind of disappeared, and then I always wondered what he was doing. And I saw him courtside yeah. at a Lakers game. He owns He owns an investment company for like computers and shit. And I guess he's yeah, doing like really apps good, like and shit. Yeah, like he's doing really good off that. You know who else does that? Fucking Nas.
1: Really. And he has, like, one of the biggest investment companies in the country. Like, dude is making billions. Like, his company makes billions. And, uh, like, that's all he does is invest in stuff. Like, he's invested in some, like, big shit, too. Like, some big, like, tech companies and stuff like that that are up. Like, I think he even has, like, stock in Snapchat.
2: Oh, that went down. <laughs> yeah, but still, I'm just yeah, saying, no. before.
1: Um, and that went down because of Facebook. They're fucked up.
2: What do you. What's your take on crypto? Dude. I, I want to do it, it's but it's the I, I, It's the future. I'm scared. You should be. It's. it's Like, it, I'm scared to jump into it, to like the dab. I'm into scared
1: it. to jump, in, jump into it, too. I wish I would have gotten into it earlier because, like, it seems like shit's, like, especially for Bitcoin, it's too fucking expensive now. To buy one Bitcoin. What is it, But like five, you can invest like you can go to Square Cash and invest like a hundred um like two bucks if you want. So you'll get a percentage of a, a stock. So like that's pretty dope. So like say you put in a hundred bucks and that shit starts bumping up,
2: your money's gonna start building. But I wanna get into like forex and stuff. I just the only people that I know that do it are an and Anthony, and they live like out of town, well, Curtis does it too, does he? yeah, he. wants we'll to bring with, him back. He fucks with cr- crypto. I'll text him actually. I
1: mean, hey, you want to hear something funny about Curtis? He needed Adderall oh yeah, I'm telling everybody, so Curtis hits me up. it was like, hey dude how's uh how's the cryptocurrency life going on going, right? And then he got segues into asking me about fucking hooking <laughs> him up with Adderall. I was like, dude, next time, just cut straight to the point. You don't have to fucking
2: tiptoe around and ask me act like you Okay, want. well, in that case. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, what? I think I actually told him to hit you up. I think I might have been that guy.
1: No, you probably told him to hit me up, but why you have to why you have to sit here and be like, Yeah, hey,
2: how's cryptocurrency?
1: Bro, just tell me what you hit me up for. for Cut the bullshit.
2: This is the first time you texted me, so you want to make it seem like. (laughs) That's funny. It's okay. No, I like I do want to invest in crypto, though, or like I I don't know. I want to like not invest, but I want to see what it's about, and like uh, forex. That's the other one I want to see. Like
1: I I don't. I've never heard of forex.
2: It's like a currency exchange almost but mm. it's like uh, almost like stocks but for currency exchange I Did guess from what that, I for, from what I know of I could be wrong Did you hear that um SpaceX is trying to put up a
1: satellite for to it's going to be a satellite that's like over the earth well, that's probably where it would go, of course. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. And then, I would have never guessed.
1: <laughs> and then um, what it does is it gives the whole world internet. Really? Yeah, I just sounded like a third grader explaining that, but that's basically what it does. Um, I wonder how that's going to work. Yeah, it's like- and you know what trips me out about all this cyber shit? You know there's just one line, there's like a line... In the ocean that's connecting the internet to the rest of the world. I heard about that. And we have all this cyber stuff. Nigga, why don't we just shut down the internet for the rest of the world? We invented it. I don't get it, man. Doesn't make any sense to
2: me. Oh, you know what flipped me the fuck out the other day? So I'm in San Diego. San Diego. With my boy Richie. Richie Rich. So uh, we go hang out. Hanging out. <laughs> Friday night.
1: Hanging out with your wanging out.
2: <laughs> yeah, our wangs are out. Okay. Um, no, so we, we're getting ready to go see Bingo Players. Uh, Omnia, yeah! Friday night. We're, I think, getting, we're pre-gaming. Hmm. And then my mom calls me. She's like, hey. And she's like, I don't know if you heard, but looks like uh, we're going to war. I turn on the TV and Donald Trump is like, We've successfully launched missiles. At oh, bombing Syria. Syria. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I see a thing with like Putin where he's like, if you guys attack, we will attack. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, fucker. hey, you know what's
1: funny? After we did that, they totally walked everything back to like the Russians. They were like, if you attack anything on Syria, we going to attack whatever you attacked us with, basically, is what they said, right? As <laughs> soon as we attack them, they walked that shit back. What? Oh, no, we didn't mean that. That was, a, that was something else. Yo,
2: Donald Trump's like, oh, yeah, check this out. Cool story, bro.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's only he's only doing it because he's getting the okay from Putin. I feel like this dude is, if, and like, put it this way. If he's not a Russian agent, he, uh, Bill Maher said, if he's not a Russian agent, he certainly <laughs> acts like one. And he really does act like somebody who works for another country.
2: What scares me with Donald Trump is that I feel like he really is going to go through some shit. For example, Syria. Motherfucker launched the missiles. And it's funny because, like, this is the shit.
1: People keep Supposedly, catching this dude. People keep catching this dude contradicting himself. Of course. Over and over again. Are they keep catching him. Lying fucking, about some shit. Fucking saying one thing a year ago and doing the total opposite now that he's president. When he's talking all this shit about Obama, like, Obama, our so-called leader, please do not bomb Syria. I repeat the biggest mistake. Don't trigger World War Three, And then the next fucking year, he's he president, it. and he's fucking doing it. He's bombed Syria more than Obama has. I think what people... but.
2: Like- that like anybody in like in the presidency, like I don't think one person should be a president. Like I don't think not one person is fit to be the president. Um, and if they are fit to be the president, they probably don't want to be the president.
1: The thing that like I, that worries me about like that type of talk, and it's all peer
2: pressure too. That's what I would assume is that like he has a team of people like, that's no, that do it. Do it. Dog. That, I like. I
1: under, I I see where you're coming from with that. But the thing with because like I have heard other people to say something along those lines too and like the thing that i that worries me about that type of talk is if you think about it out of the whole world no matter what anybody says we do have the best democracy in the world yeah if you think shit's bad here go to other countries exactly so like with that being said like people wanting to change the way our system is run Instead of just trying to reform the bad, the broken parts in it, you know, I feel like, because like I even have a friend who, who I swear to God, this man is gonna be the president. Adam, you know, him? yeah, yeah, this dude's gonna be the president. I'm not joking. I've never met anybody that wanted to be the president before. I thought this is like a job you, you kind of fall into because you're a lawyer. Stop. you know what I mean. But
2: then, like, look, like, if you look at it, Donald Trump fell into it. I think he was just chilling with his boys one night, getting drunk, doing Molly, doing blow. And then they're just like, yo, you won't try to be president, though. Yeah. He's like, hold my beer. Yeah. Check this shit out.
1: And I I know nobody thought he didn't think. I don't think he even thought he was. Did you see him after he won? His, like, jaw just opened like, oh, fuck.
2: I saw the interview where him and Obama are sitting next to each other and Obama like leans over and like whispers in his ear and he's like laughing and the next thing you know you see his face is kind of like huh, huh? <laughs> like that melania shit yeah where
1: he like whispers in her ear
2: supposedly they're supposed to do uh, a meeting between him and The North Korean leader,
1: yeah, Um, and that's another thing. Kim Kim Jong Un, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the thing. That's another thing. There's something, and like honestly, with the whole Syria thing, I don't think it was bad for him to do that. The way that he did it, I don't agree with though, because like, I don't feel like it's gonna set a real message. I feel like he should have went harder on Syria. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna attack them, you should you should really do something that's gonna really cripple them. Not just uh, attack some targets and then not do anything after that.
2: How do you, you know? cripple them though? They're
1: fucking knocking out all their air bases. Knocking shit out. Like
2: uh like are we help we're not are we supporting Syria in any way, like financially? No.
1: no. There's we're we're supporting the Kurds. And basically we're only supporting the Kurds to help us fight ISIS. The Kurds are basically another like t- fucking I wanna say like uh caliphate or something like it's like another group of muslims that you know and i don't know if they're bad or good they just are trying to stop ISIS. trying to stop isis because they're basically encroaching on their territory dude it's crazy isis is everywhere not really anymore it, they're they're getting dwindled down but if he leaves syria they're gonna have a spot open right back up for them and there's a Place in the in Syria that they consider like a holy land where the the war is gonna begin or some shit. I'm not exactly. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Google it. I don't know. But yeah, it's, uh, on the it's internet, a fucked up country.
2: I guarantee if we went over there, it like, wasn't
1: it would... though. It it just got fucked up. I, I don't know. Like it wasn't bad until this
2: whole after the Arab Spring and shit. I think the only Middle Eastern country that's, like, legit cool, like, where you can go tour or, like, go as a tour attraction is Dubai, which is what? Where the fuck is Dubai? (laughs) I don't even fucking know. It's, like, isn't it, like, a made-up place? Hold
1: on. Because they even put, like... Where is Dubai? Saudi Arabia? Oh, UAA. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that country or like that—that Dubai or sorry, that town or city is like probably the wealthiest city in the in the world. So I I think that would be the only place in the Middle East where you can actually go hang out and as a tourist. Maybe Egypt.
1: No, you go to Egypt, but it's not to go see the pyramids. Yeah, but it's not—it's not a place that. yeah, definitely not a place to party. Yeah.
2: yeah, Syria's all kinds of fucked up.
1: Well, the whole Middle East is all kinds of fucked up,
2: and it's not getting any better by us. That's why I laugh when people are like, oh, this country's all fucked up. Like our country in general. I'm like, dude, yeah. it is not that bad compared to other places. Yeah, I mean, you can be poor and still eat
1: every day here.
2: And we live in L.A. Yeah. We're is- spoiled in L.A. Yeah, it's we can the, podcast. It's the, greatest, it's the greatest city ever. We can do shit. We can just do whatever we want here. I love it. Yeah, me too. Musically, I'm never leaving. We... oh, Hold on, hold on. Repeat that. I'm never leaving LA. You don't think so? I don't think so.
1: I think I'll live here for the rest of my life. I don't think so. Where am I going to go?
0: No, no. I'm well, saying,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm saying I mean, for me. Maybe for me. not. Maybe for not. Me. Because like... I mean, maybe I'll have to leave because, like, the ocean will be out here soon.
2: <laughs> I can't see myself living in LA, LA for the rest of my life.
1: I think I want to roll some.
2: Weed. Go for it, man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can see myself living here. Oh, motherfucker. Um, um, for the rest of my life in LA. Well, where would you move? I don't know. Like, I, to another state?
1: Another country? Once you become a big time DJ, or nah, once once this once once this podcast takes off, then you're gonna branch off and get famous doing some other shit. (laughs) And leave. I don't know. Like I've leave
2: me high and dry. LA's nice, I think. If but like I can't picture me having a wife and kids and living in LA. Damn. Really? So it's not like somewhere you'd want to raise a family. No. I
1: see that. Honestly, like if I was gonna have, you're right. Like I wouldn't want to live in it. V-
2: I went to Sacramento uh, I recently, to and that was really chill. Like it, it reminds me a lot like home, but nice, chill, great weather.
1: I mean, there's good thing. There's pros and cons to raising a kid in a, in a big metropolitan like city, though. The but the the pros are that your kid's gonna have to mature faster. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you kind of force your kid to be more adult and do more things
2: on their own because
1: you kind of have to rely mm-hmm. on them to do those things. I,
2: I think it depends on the parenting, too. Well, yeah, if you because most
1: people that w- live in cities, though, they have jobs where they're not home that much. Or they got that 9 to 5, so they got to worry about their kid getting to school and everything on their own.
2: Again, I think that that just reflects on parenting um yeah i just for me i just if i were to have a family i'd want to live in a simple town i guess i don't want to have to worry about traffic and getting from fucking point a to point b but who knows i feel like la has a hold of me right now like i can't leave even if i wanted to but it's a great place to live like if we're young like dude like we can there's so much for us to do out here it would it would kill me to live like in the Midwest or any of those like states over there where they have like nothing. Like try living in Montana. Like what I do you used, think they do? I used to live in Wisconsin and uh And what DJs go over there and tour? I never seen I never heard of DJs.
1: In Wisconsin, I didn't learn anything about DJs until I moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I wouldn't... Hey, I guys. I'm just gonna tell you this shit right now. I don't give a fuck that our energy is low and we're not being that funny. And if you got a problem with it, suck it. Yeah. I had too much fun last night. And the- <laughs> you know what? And... I know one thing though. We're not talking over each other.
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if,
1: if, so, if I had more energy, though, we'd be talking over each other. Avicii. Oh, dog! Don't talk to me about Avicii. My wife was so sad, and I was so sad, but like in a different way, because she. That's like he's like, he's like one of the people got her into Raven and shit. Like, so dude. So I mean, we can go on
2: for this one. Um, that one hurt. Yeah, for someone
1: so young and just die like that, nobody, no, no real explanation. And he
2: has had issues, health issues before. So here's my thing. If he would have died in a plane crash or a car accident or something that was logical. They would have
1: definitely said
2: a plane crash, car accident. No, no, no. So like for my thing, like I would have accepted that easier. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, hey, it happens. It's life. Yeah, but when you go, oh Vici died, and you don't even tell us why. Not, no no, and not even that, but it's just like they found him in his hotel room deceased. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well he we knew he had bad health. Health. Like his health was deteriorating really bad. And for me it just it left me with questions. Okay, so like if he would have died in a plane crash, let's just say he died in a plane crash, okay, that makes sense. Plane crash went down, engine failure. He died, right? Yeah. The, it, it happens. So that my question is answered. But with him dying in his, you know, like found dead in his hotel, it just leads me to wonder, like, why, how, like, yeah. Who, that's a, that's what I'm and saying. It's, it's, it's like, nobody's
1: telling you nothing, and it's like of course I'm not saying they it's con- conspiracy,
2: to. but I'm just saying like it's just like Sounds we like, know it was probably O D, like an O D of some sort. I think he overdosed. But it's like, who in it, like, okay, he's such a big artist. That there's always people around him. And it's like, how is it that nobody around him, none of his friends were like, hey, dude, you need to chill. Like, you need to relax. And I'm not just saying that, like, in the past couple of years, I'm saying, like, throughout his whole career, like, who, like, who fucked up and, like, wasn't the friend to say, hey, dog, like, you need to chill?
1: What if it's not even that, though?
2: Like what if what if it's not that he's
1: been taking a lot like drugs and stuff? What if it's just he just?
2: No, I heard he was on. He had done heroin too. Oh damn! Yeah, damn. I could be wrong, but I've heard that from a couple different. Like, well,
1: it, it it explains a lot because the motherfucker is tw was twenty eight years old, looking like David Guetta. You know what worse. I mean? Worse. Worse. Worse than fucking David Geta, And David Guetta
2: Dude, looks like he's got Like, if you look at his photos from like two, 2009, 2010, like he looked young. Yeah. And then you look at like 2014, 2016, you're like, holy shit, that's not even the same person. Yeah. And so that's I mean, what I'm saying. Going back to that, it's like, who, like... What kind of friends did he have around him to say, like, hey, dog, exactly. like, you need to chill. You need to go in a rehab. He had nothing but like, yes men
1: or something. He had to have. He had to have had just yeah, people. I, tell I agree. Him, telling him what he wanted to hear and shit.
2: It just, it blows my mind, though, like, the body of work that he left behind.
1: I know. Like, he had. Especially for the short time that he was basically in. And, like, honestly, I. Is that Red Bull fool? Or is there anything left? No. Okay, don't worry about it. On, you want some water? No, we're, I got, got my water. Honestly, though, like I thought he was like a veteran, veteran. Like I thought he was like mm. he came out with like Tiesto in them. Like I was thinking he was like a like an OG. I did Whoa. not. And then I found out when he died, I I didn't know he was twenty eight. I thought this dude was at least thirty seven, at least.
2: To me. I really thought about it, and I think he was the biggest innovator for dance music in the U.S.
1: Honestly, he's probably on Mount Rushmore for EDM. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if as you do far 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 Mount Rushmore, as Mount Rushmore, as far as bringing, as far as bringing like EDM to 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 the mainstream in the, in the United States. So here here
2: going he back to that to add to it, that he. Was the first, I think, let me see, Seek Bromance, I think, was the first uh, song that really, like, you know, came over to the U.S. And I think that was one of the first songs that really hit mainstream in the U.S. And that would have been 2010. What about Levels?
1: Levels was two thousand. Yeah, so
2: 2010, 2011 was, like, a big one that he had produced that brought us, you know, that uh, brought a lot of the listeners from the United States, like, that got them into, you know, like, hey, like, oh, shit, like, what is this song? Like, this is a dance song. It's, you know, it's not a hip-hop. Because you think about before 2010, 2011, there was, like, clubs weren't that big in Vegas yet. It was more hip-hop-based. And then when Levels came out, like, that one topped, it was the first ever, or let me see, Cause like it was a like, hit number one on the U.S. dance charts, and it hit top ten on the Billboard Hot 100s, and it was the first like dance EDM um, song to really to chart in the top ten. You know what's crazy in the dance new- in the Hot 100s, and so I feel like that song right there was a really like the song to like get to the U.S. audience and really like draw us into that. And then he was one of the first artists to come to the US and sell out like certain uh, venues he sold out Roseland Ballroom in Vegas, or sorry New York he was the first I think artist or DJ DJ act to sell that out
1: Madison Square Garden
2: no uh, the Roseland Ballroom it's not as big oh. but, it's like, a, but it's, it's like it's a historical place yeah, yeah. where like Jake for Cole, a DJ like, that's yeah, all yeah and, like, and he was the first DJ to ever sell that out that's fucking crazy you so know when he made levels about- he was probably 23 damn Dude, that's crazy. And on top of that, he transcended when he came out with like "Wake Me Up" and all that. He's okay now. You look about it now, or sorry, you look at it now. You see Zed doing stuff. Alesso just did a, a song with Florida Georgia Line.
1: Zed is somebody else who had a big but part of. Who do you think
2: they, they got it from? Yeah, is Avicii. But
1: he's uh, someone else who had a big part of making EDM yeah. mainstream. But yeah. he came
2: after. Yeah, he came that's after. That's uh, the th- that's
1: what I was trying to get at. A ma- like. When you think about it, the DJs that brought EDM into America and like made it popular are all DJs that nobody respects anymore. Like that, like no, no, not real EDM heads. But like, if you go go out right and you say you want to see David Guetta, motherfuckers be like, oh, you you're one of those main stage dudes. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I fucking hate EDM snobs. I hate EDM hipsters who want to try to tell you that the worst, your taste in music The isn't. worst
2: is when they say, oh, I don't, I don't like to go to the main stage. I don't listen. I'm oh, like, are you man, fucking shut the kidding me? fuck
1: up. David Guetta is one of the greatest DJs to ever. Okay, if you
2: put a Mount Rushmore together, a Vichy would be number one. I would say so. so. I agree. I I He's He's George Washington. Not saying this because he passed away, but if you really look at the body of work that he did. But
1: because he passed away, it's going to make him that much.
2: Yeah. And then, but like, he was the first one to do this shit. Yeah. Like, country, like I said, when he came out with Wake Me Up, no one had done that yet. And that that would have been 2014, I think, 2013 when he did that. And no one knew what the fuck that was. And then now we're looking at like all these different artists collabing. And like, look at like all Kygos. the artists
1: that are like talking about how levels inspired them. And then
2: David Guetta's another one because look at—he's the one, the first one to really start co- like collaborating with like all these other art, like hip hop artists. Mm. He did the Nicki Minaj track. He did one with Neo. Um, you know, and now we're seeing. I mean, and all Kygo his... and Selena Gomez did some shit. Zed and Selena Gomez. I mean, you—you you name it. Yeah. And then now Calvin Harris did that track with Migos and, like...
1: And it's funny because, like, those, are, those DJs aren't the ones that got me into EDM. You know who got me into EDM? Fucking Adventure Club and fucking Bingo Players who got me into EDM. Because uh, uh, they were... Bingo Players was the first... Like, the main... Like, when I was going... When I went to White Wonderland in 2012... Well, dude, think about it. Who played that night? Bingo Players and Avicii. Bro, bingo players, Avicii, Dash Berlin, fucking. Uh, Hardwell? Hardwell.
2: Carl, uh, Ferry Corston?
1: Ferry Corston. Maddion? Maddion. It was, a, dude. And I'm sitting here. God, that was such I'm a fucking here, lineup. I'm sitting here fucking floored, just standing there in one place looking miserable. Everybody thought I was, I, I'm like inside my head, I'm screaming happy.
2: But since I'm fucking rolling my face off. That lineup was so sick, man. Like, you look at it and you're like, fuck, like, I miss I miss White Wonderland. Uh, the only thing I didn't like is that bingo players made us wait
1: forever. Like, we waited for, like, 40 minutes for bingo players. <laughs> they played
2: us. So, yeah, it was Above and Beyond, Avicii, Danik, Dash Berlin, Ferry Corsten, Sebastian and Grosso, and Tritonal. Bro, imagine
1: that's your first lineup to a rate, like... <laughs> And you're not going to like EDM after that? Come on, son. Yeah. Come on, son. How, how would you not?
2: Um, it's, it's Like I said, man, I, I feel like he was a trendsetter. And the reason definitely. why I have him on the Mount Rushmore is because he did everything first. I would say so. I'd say him. Skrillex. Chiesto. And David Guetta, is that fair? I'd say I, to like I, like to really bring that shit over. I would probably and put Swedish Tiesto, House Mafia.
1: I would probably even though Tiësto wasn't as influential, just because he's so great, I would put him as second.
2: Just because he's a Godfather. So, like he's I said, an and, and, and he can do. I say Avicii number one for me. I'd say Skrillex number two because that's oh, when people yeah. were when he came out with that. Yeah, first, uh, yeah. Nice as far guys, as like influential, the scary monsters. That yeah, dubstep Skrillex, was popular in the U.S. Skrillex, Skrillex, he was the first one. Skrillex to, made dubstep popular. Oh, Kinda, another one. We're forgetting. Dead mouse.
1: Dead mouse. Yes, dead mouse. Um,
2: he was one of the first acts to really like. He you know was, what? Like, dead
1: mouse was best at. He was better at make, being influential
2: by trolling people. You know what I mean, like. Well, he, you know, I, you know how made, I heard his music was on MTV. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in the ba- like they would say, "Oh, this weekend we have Jersey Shore coming on," and this, and in the background was his music. It was his music. The oh wow! MTV was like his music was the first to really get used like on TV. So that's why I always say, "Dead Mouse is a you know is another trendsetter." He was one of the first ones to really get like be on mainstream TV for commercials and stuff. Skrillex was the first one to bring dubstep, I'd say, to the US to make it mainstream. I'm sure there was people way before him that were yeah. playing dubstep and stuff. But I'm saying the ones that bring it to the mainstream and Swedish House Mafia.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they were like the, they they were like I feel like Swedish House Mafia was like and then we'll change the subject cuz we're talking a lot about EDM. <laughs> Fuck it. Um I feel like Swedish House Mafia was like the hump that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? They were the tipping point. They built a, to make them like, like, okay, EDM is officially yeah. a a popular, it's pop now, like popular genre now. Because like right before they broke up, they dropped all these dope-ass songs and they had that tour. Shit, bro. That made so many fans. That made so many fans.
2: Dude, the reunion. I don't know I, anybody
1: that likes EDM that doesn't like Swedish House Mafia.
2: Oh, I've met a girl that was like. So she's a dumb bitch. <laughs> she told me one time we were having dinner together with a girl I used to date. I guess. Is that trash can bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, she had told me she's said, like, oh, I don't like that. Like night, like that. Beautiful, like that. That music like i was like well what are you trying to get at she's like like that cascade the like the don't you worry child that kind of music oh so you don't like melodic music
1: she doesn't like like the feel-good shit yeah and i was like
2: well what do you listen to she's like like yeah literally what she said she's like like dubstep trap i'm like okay there's nothing wrong with that i love trap and that you know it's all opinionated is that a word opinionated i don't know it's a word okay well it is a word now um, it came and out, it was like, her, it came out of your mouth, didn't it? A, it was like her opinion. And I, I'm open to all music, man. You know, I'll go to a dubstep show every once in a while, whatever. Well, because you're an artist. Uh, you're, I'm a fan of the music. So I'm open. Like to say one artist, artist sucks. Dude. You're an artist. To say one, one artist sucks. I, it blows my, it fucking irks me when people say, oh, yeah. fuck this artist. Fuck Carnage. He sucks.
1: I mean, like even like. I'm sure. I'm sure you can understand more, like even with like the little pumps and the Takashi Six Nines, because you look at that shit as you look at their art before you look at the person.
2: That and I. At the end of the day, they're up there. We're down here.
1: Exactly. So they're doing something right.
2: They're doing something right. Carnage. You know, like let's just say, for example, that you know, when someone's like, "Oh fuck, Carnage, he's trash." Okay, well, he just put on an album with you know, with it had Migos and. All these other artists on it. Little so Pump. Little Pump was on it. So, okay. Like, those are the hottest dudes out right now. So, he's doing something right. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. So, I, I, mean, I will I've not always, talk shit about artists. I've always liked I've never. Homage. Now, there's some, like, saying they're trash and saying you don't like their music is different. Yeah. Like, I, I even, I give everything a, tr- a chance, too. Like,
1: I didn't even think that I would like hard style until I listened to it.
2: Yeah, I, I like it all. It's just something like I like listening to other genres more yeah. than one. Or I like going to other genre, like shows of certain genres more than one. Of course, I'm going to go to a trance show or a dubstep show because that's what I like. And I like that and I like people dubstep are becoming more. Just, you, know, I
1: feel, you know what I think EDM has done for people? At least you know what it did for me. It it made me more eclectic because with my taste in music because like um, before. I got into EDM. This is this is weird, but, like, I uh, only listen to hip-hop. That's fair. I grew up on hip-hop. And now I listen to everything. I even have some country s- shit on my fucking playlist right I now. I don't hate country. I just never got into it. There's, like, a couple of songs that are good. And it's only because of the, the, the message more than... Than the, anything? The song. Because, like, you know that... <laughs> that shit is a little annoying, but like once you get past them playing their guitars weird, and you listen to the shit that they're saying, it's dope because it's simple most of the time, and it's straight to the point. Like, I agree. I'm gonna tell you how I feel, and you gonna
2: listen. Do you know who I like? You understand it's me? Uh, Willie Walker Jr.
1: Willie Walker Jr. is the of man. Him? He's the man. I like uh, Josh Turner. Baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down low. <laughs> Play some records on it That's soft funny. and slow. Yeah, that shit Man, is dope. crazy, crazy. So, Adrian Broner Vargas. It was a draw, right? These motherfuckers drew. How does that happen? It was... They were... It was a... Cl- I, I don't know. I feel like it was close.
2: Everybody but, that saw the fight said they they were... They it, could. They it could, could win either way. Yeah, it could have went either way, so it's fair to be a draw.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wanted Vargas to beat that ass though.
2: I did too. So bad. I
1: just can't. Uh, Adrian Broner is like a a poor man's Floyd Mayweather. Uh, and the fact that he he can't the thing that makes me not like him is he talks more shit than Floyd Mayweather, and he can't back it up. At so, least you didn't like Floyd Mayweather, but you could respect his skill. I can't even respect Adrian Broner's skill because he's so fucking.
2: He's not that good. Take away... He is.
1: No, no, dude. Eh, okay. He is that good. He's just not consistent. He's like Lamar Odom. I
2: don't think so. So let's, all right, let's break this up. Take away all the shit talking. Let's just say he was a very frugal, humble fighter. Very quiet.
1: Have you watched any of his fights? I've watched them all. You've watched all his fights, and you don't think he's a good fighter.
2: So, hold on. So, let's take this away. Like let's, just, let's He's say, too hold confident. On.
1: I feel like he's got the skill.
2: Hold on. let's.
1: So okay, I'll hold on.
2: He... Take away all the shit talking, right? Let's say he never talks shit about nobody. If... When he... If you take that away from him, and you actually break down his skill, I don't think he's as popular or as good... As people think he is. Now, when he's faced tougher competition, he's lost every time. He looks good with mediocre fighters. You
1: know what it is? He's he's not respecting his... Sorry. You know what it is? He's not respecting his opponents. And he's too fucking confident. In, In like a bad way. Like he... I feel like he's really skilled. He just thinks that he's better than he is. And if he if he paid more attention to his faults and not acted and not thinking that he's the best fighter there was even after you get your ass whooped. Like that's what made that like in Floyd Mayweather was never tested like that. People compare them a lot because like you know he's Mayweather promotions and well, no, and now they're beefing yeah. because, he, did you see that shit? He was talking shit L, about... To, uh Al uh, Heyman, like, but uh, Leonard Ellerbe. Yeah, he was like, you ain't going to disrespect me, man. And he was like, man,
2: shut up. I just did. <laughs> I he's like, like you ain't with me. He's like, I'm with Mayweather Promotions.
1: <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit.
2: But, so you uh, look at the body of work that he's done. I don't think he's that great. He lost to Maidana, who who was, uh, I'd say, a B-level fighter. Fuck no. How fucking dare you? Maidana is a great... is what,
1: Dude, Maidana—he is not no B level fighter, dude. I say he's B, Hi, B. What the fuck? Did you see what he—he he almost knocked Floyd Mayweather out. He caught him, bro. Once. Yeah. Come on. The se- the first fight, he almost got him, and then that second fight. But you look was at okay, so let,
2: let's. My Don, I'm not taking nothing away from my Don. I'm not saying he's a shitty fighter. I'm not saying he's mediocre. I say he's better than most. I wouldn't say, but he's, he's not a top tier fighter. I think he is. He's not a Danny Garcia. He's not a Miguel no. Cotto. He's not a Juan Marquez. No.
1: Well, because those fools are all undefeated.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, they've all lost. I mean, but I just don't think he was that that, g- as good as them. And then look Danny at Danny sec-
1: Vargas. Isn't lost.
2: Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. He hasn't lost. Keith Thurman. Keith, when did they fight? Last year, I thought he was undefeated. He's like forty and one, or like twenty nine and one, or something like that. He has one loss on his record. Damn. Well, at least so, he, At least he lost somebody. That was, but you, you look know. at okay. So look at Floyd Mayweather. Wait, Floyd Mayweather and who he fought. Uh, De La Hoya. Fought a lot of ch- Floyd Mayweather fought a lot of champions. Miguel Cotto. Probably the most champions. Manny Pacquiao. Canelo Alvarez. Um, oh, and when he fought Canelo, Shane Mosley, Juan Marquez,
1: he oh that Marquez dude, all but all of them, he fucked Marquez up. Arturo Gotti, Arturo Gotti, oh yeah, that Gotti, that got Zab Judah, and Zab at his prime, it, it wasn't no tomato can Zab before Ricky he, Hatton. Yeah, maybe it was because uh, wait when Zab when Zab fought him. He was, like, considered the fastest
2: in... They were both, like, you know, similar styles. and. No. That's when he low blowed him. I don't know if you remember. And then the yeah, uncles came into the ring. Yeah, low hard and, and they started fighting. Yeah, shit. in the ring. Yeah.
1: Shit. That was a good fight. Exactly. So you look at
2: the body of work and compared to Adrian Broner. Who's he fought? Like, his toughest opponent. Like, his biggest opponent. Pauly. Pauly Maginan... And he was retired. He was a commentator for HBO and he came back and fought. Yeah. Adrian Broner... Sorry, not Adrian Broner. Maidana. And he got knocked down three times. By Broner? No. uh, Maidana knocked him down. Knocked Yeah. Yeah. He whooped his ass. And then Mikey Garcia was another one. Hey, but Maidana has some power, dude.
1: Oh, I'm not taking that away. He does. He looks... And he doesn't look like... If I saw that dude on the street... You'd like probably think you could fuck him up, huh? I would think I could fuck him up and
2: then <laughs> get destroyed,
1: just picked apart by his ass, too.
2: He'd probably knock you out in one punch without even trying. That's why whenever I go definitely out...
1: definitely knock me out in one punch.
2: Whenever I go out, I never try to fight nobody because you never know who the fuck you're going to like come across that can just like rock your world. Well,
1: that's because you're an adult, and you shouldn't do that. But there's, the, there's occasions where you kind of... Get forced to do stuff like that, but like, yeah, if you're a mature adult, you don't fight in public uh, or fight. Period. You would hope so, but I'm sure there's there's. I mean, I've almost gotten into fights with over my, some pointless shit. Over some dumb shit with my neighbors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, or get a dolly thrown through your window.
1: I actually have gotten in fights with neighbors before.
2: Um. So Connor McGregor. Throws a dolly through the window, cuts uh, a few fighters' their heads open. So, what do
1: you think? What do you think about it? And then I'll tell you what I think. Do you know the backstory to it? I know um, it was it was it had nothing to do with Conor McGregor. It had to do with uh, Stipe and no 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 Khabib. I mean, yeah, Khabib and uh, Artem.
2: Artem, yeah. So the backstory behind it is, Khabib. Artem is Connor's homie, like his ride or die. Yeah. Russian born, but lives in Ireland. Trains with Connor. He's part of his team, but he's a Russian dude. Khabib, is uh, now the 155 pound chap, who is also Russian. So they bump into each other, because they're fighting on the same card. Artem and Khabib. Yeah. Khabib is with like 20 of his homies. And they corner him in the hallway. What? Oh, is that that picture?
1: Oh, wait, is that that picture where um he's like talking to him and he's holding his neck? So? Yeah. So, I thought that he was saying thank you for not taking the fight. No no, really no, 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 no.
2: So he was saying he's in Russian like they're uh-huh. translating. And he's like, are you were you talking shit about me? Are you talking shit? Khabib has Artem like that. And Artem's like, no, like, I wasn't talking shit. He's like, no, say your shit right now. And Artem, you know, choose your battles wisely. There's 20 motherfuckers. So if he does say, yeah, I was talking shit, I probably would have denied it too, even if he was. There's 20 motherfuckers there. So Khabib is like, hey, are you, you've been talking, talking shit. And he has his neck. He's holding him by his neck, and then he ends up slapping him in the face, I think. And they have it on video. He slaps him. So then Connor gets word of it. And This is where I think Connor's a real homie for this one. Connor gets word of it, loads up the PJ from Ireland with 30 of his homies and go down there to the Barclays Center where they're having the press conference. He has no credentials to get back there, but his press guys, Conor's uh, media guys, are all there to film his teammate, Artem. So that's how he gets into the back. Gets in, and then he sees Khabib in the bus. That's why the dolly got thrown through the bus. He was trying to get Khabib to come out. Yeah, and he's like, Khabib, you get your fucking hours out here. (laughs) Dude, that's going to cost him so much money.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame anybody that wants to sue
2: him. Okay, so he, he, the glass got in, Mike, cut Mike Chayessa's forehead. Yeah, his forehead open. And it cut his eyes. No, no, the other dude, Ray Borg, it got in his eyes. Yeah. So two different fighters. That and, and were-
1: imagine if Rose Namajunas would have got hurt. Oh, bro,
2: he'd been so much. He'd lose well, so yeah, much money. Well, yeah, because
1: it's like, damn, that's a that's the main event one, and like honestly, he could have fucked her all up for the fight in general. I was surprised. Like Rose Namajunas, she's so pretty, so pretty, and she's the truth, bro. When you could take out Joanna Young jacek twice, twice, yeah. and she still ain't got no answers.
2: Damn. She's badass.
1: Yeah, because especially Joanna, and the, and she's fucking striking with her. She's not she's not fucking beating her with a submission
2: or anything like that. She's.
1: Whooping this bitch's
2: ass! It's crazy because everybody had her as an underdog too, and now I now like going to if again. They do, if they do it for third the fight, second
1: time, they had her as an underdog. Third fight, if they're if she's an
2: underdog, I, she's people are retarded. I yeah. guarantee you, she's gonna be the favorite. Um, so going back to that Connor thing, and she's she, so young.
1: She's
2: 23?
1: 23. <sighs> and, oh my god! I hope she does.
2: Ama- I sh- I hope she doesn't get beat until she. You know what, so when she, she knocked out Joanna the first time, I was so happy. Was Me like, too, because Joanna Young Jacek is a fucking asshole. That, and she's like all in shit. her face,
1: punching her, pushing her with her fist and shit. And she just took all that shit and whooped that ass. She got in her head. Nobody's gotten in her head like that. And you could tell.
0: be there if, if no one has tried it <laughs> if no one has tried it <laughs> if no one has tried it is <laughs> no a good idea because we're going to be the first but why would we buy gonna, all that much because if we we're going to be it. we're going to have first hand so experience like, oh, you my my know like it. you don't want to like, like rely on someone else's experience Do like, someone else's for experience. what you really want to buy that mushroom you really want to buy that mushroom I mean you know i mean you know what i'll go oh you you what? Need to I mean, whatever. No, we'll just I go don't. with the flow. I mean, let's just go with it. Like, if it sucks, then like, then, then, then my plan was working because I want to go sober. I really wanted to go sober. We're gonna, we're just gonna take. You so- wanted to go ultra sober. Yeah, I'm doing ultra sober this year. But you're just about to buy some pills. Like I said, like I'm doing this for everyone else because I'm selfless like that. Like, it's, oh, so you're. Getting it's dark called started. benevolence. Like when you're. Like thinking of other people other than yourself, you know, yeah. so I'm being very you benevolent. Anything. Andrew wanted to ask you a question. Yes, babe. You're going to ultra sober? Yeah, I'm going to ultra You're full sober. of shit. I'm really doing. Like, watch me. He watch me eat do it sober. Hold on,
2: define sober.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, you know, just stuff here and there, but not like all the way fucked up. <laughs> not like super fucked up, but like. Not, not Coachella? No, not Coachella. Fuck yeah, but like just a little bit, like you know, just to get you going. Just like a bump here, bump there. Yeah, a bump here, bump there, like a line here, a line there. But don't overdo it. Don't don't overdo it. Just like. So you're not gonna overdo it this year? Bit. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sort an entire 8 ball this year. I promise. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just like half a gram or You're, or you're so lied, hard, but like yeah. not an entire eight ball. I'm telling you, like like I'm like I don't do that anymore. It's like I'm a changed. Woman. I'm a, you, you're a changed woman. <laughs> I'm benevolent and I'm in control of my life. So you're 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 sober and you're just getting drugs for all your friends because you love them. Because I love them. Like them I, I want time. everyone to have fun, but me. All the K. I don't even want to have fun. I in, don't want to have in, fun. In, your
1: definition of sober is a Just
0: couple a of bumps uh, here and there, a couple of drinks, couple of drinks, a couple of pills, a couple of pills, one tab of acid, maybe one or two, or like I'll, oh. I'll I'll see how I feel. I'll start with one and maybe like do shrimps. or oh okay yeah, but, and that's and, like, sober and DMT or like or whatever like what I, I mean if the opportunity Ayahuasca? if the opportunity presents itself I'm not gonna say no to it. Are you gonna anybody hook up with I mean? anybody? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, not in the porta-potties, though. Again? Like, no. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> see? Devin said he's like, the porta... He does it all the time in the porta-potties. <laughs> you, I mean, you, like, you do stuff in the porta-potties? I mean, like... You do stuff in the porta-potties at
1: festivals? The
0: I mean, I if I'm in a in pinch, pot-potties. I mean, I don't see <laughs> why not. <laughs> you haven't left a you
1: No pun intended. <laughs> 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 I found, it. I I found it. everywhere.
0: I mean, like, whatever, like... No one's judging you. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's like. <laughs> How many guys have you hooked up with in the quarter body?
0: I mean, let me see. <laughs> Pulls out a roll of names. I stopped counting after 50. Wild, bro. 50 porter potty. Uh huh. I fell in the porter potty one time. That's gross. Oh. That's <laughs> you have blue stuff on you. I had shit all over <laughs> me.
1: I love it. Sorry about that. Andrew fucked up and brought an SD card with a whole bunch of shit on it, so we had to stop. We'll get back to you guys next week. Please. Leave us five stars. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Give us some love. Tell your friends about us. And beep, 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 Calling all comedians. Calling all comedians. We need comedians to send us a clip, five minutes of some of your stuff. We're going to put it on at the end of our podcast. Leave the clip at... The Regular Ass Podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. And here's something left for your own interpretation.